And in that way, silence is an act of compassion. It's a nurturing act of love in a world where we think more about what we're going to say in our responses while someone is talking to us rather than taking in what's being spoken. Do you ever feel as though you can't hear yourself think? That if you could just tune everyone and everything out, you'd be able to get some much-needed clarity on the things that are really challenging you right now? Our world is designed for interaction, noise, and distraction. You've got emails, texts, notifications, alarms, calendar invites, meetings, Zoom. It's exhausting, and no wonder why you feel like you're being drowned out. In this episode, I want to share how we in hospice and palliative care use silence strategically to help patients connect more deeply to themselves and to the people around them. And of course, I'll show you how you can apply that too, so you can come up with some profound insights about your life that you would never have been able to figure out in the ultra-connected, plugged-in world we live today. And I'm going to lead by example. So if this episode sounds familiar. First of all, thank you for being an OG listener. I appreciate you. This was actually episode nine and it's back by popular demand. Now, before you tune out, remember most people need to hear the same piece of information seven or eight times before it sticks. I created and recorded this episode and I still found some gems in here as I was editing it for release this week. For the more recent listeners, hi, welcome. You'll get to hear me back in the day, so please take it with a grain of salt. And as you go through this episode, actively think about ways you can implement more silence and quiet time in your daily routine and really start to see how it could transform your life. Take a listen. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Purpose Filter. It is getting later and later in the year and I hope that wherever you are, probably it's getting a little bit colder and that you're safe and warm and maybe snuggled up under a warm blanket on the couch sipping pumpkin spice lattes or apple ciders or just something, a warm beverage. That's my hope for you today. But I wanted to talk today a little bit about silence and the quiet and how uncomfortable specifically we are with silence and being quiet and being alone with our own thoughts. And I have you ever been on a call with a customer service agent? Let's say you're calling to check on an order Or nowadays, if you are renovating or redecorating, you know everything is out of stock. So a lot of times you have to call and be like, hey, is this in stock? Yada, yada. So customer service rep goes, oh, sure. Let me check on that. Let me look that up in our system. And you hear a mouse clacking and clicking, keys clacking, and they make this sound like do-do-do-do-do. And then, you know, they go Click, click, click. He's tapping. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. So it looks like your product will be back in stock whenever. And it's really interesting. Next time you're on the phone with someone, see if you can catch that. See if you can catch them making this little sound. Because once you're aware, 
you realize how common it is. And it's kind of fun and a little silly. And I catch myself doing it too. But usually it's if I'm on the phone with someone or I'm looking something up for them and they're waiting for my answer and I'm using that sound that do 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 or um, hmm, that kind of sound to fill the void of what otherwise would be dead space while I'm paying attention to my computer or whatever it is. And I've noticed that it's the same thing with filler words, the likes, the ums, the uhs, uh, you know, and that sort of thing. We all have a hard time just pausing and allowing quiet time to think of what we're going to say next, even if it's just for the second that it takes for us to say a filler word. If you hear someone say, oh, like, you know, like I figured out how like to make like a batch of brownies today versus, oh, I figured out how to make a batch of brownies today. It sounds totally different. And we are so conditioned to need and have constant entertainment, if you want to call it, or something that catches our attention or fillers that we can't even do things like commute without our podcasts or workout without our music. And yes, I totally realize the irony of what I'm saying, talking about this on my podcast, which you're probably listening to while you are commuting or doing something else. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please go and leave a review, just even a few words, a couple sentences, and share this episode or any other episode with your friend so we can continue to provide these helpful insights and change people's lives for the better. So back to silence. How can we use silence and quiet time to our own advantage? So in palliative care, we are taught to embrace silence and also how to use it strategically. You know, we have a lot of difficult conversations about difficult topics and you can't just tell someone, let's say that their cancer has spread to their brain or the dialysis isn't working the way that we hoped. They just expect people to move on and say like, okay, yeah, I get it. What's next? We're human beings. We're not wired that way. We expect emotion. We expect anger and sadness and all these other feelings to come up when faced with difficult news. And in that way, silence is an act of compassion. It's a nurturing act of love in a world where we think more about what we're going to say in our responses while someone is talking to us rather than taking in what's being spoken, what they're saying. It's a way to convey, hey, you've got a lot going on right now and it's okay. You're human. I'm here for you. I'm present with you and I'm ready when you are. How beautiful and how poignant is that? When I was in fellowship, 
there was a nurse practitioner who used silence so well in when we were seeing patients and I would just watch in awe at how masterful she was with it. We would be chatting with a patient and as we got to some of the more meaty and difficult topics, she would ask a question and or say something and then just go silent. Sometimes she'd wait for one or two minutes, which doesn't seem like a long time, but it totally is. You try having a conversation with anyone and see if you can make it even a minute in total silence. And I'll tell you, it is awkward AF, okay? It's just, we feel the need to fill the void with something, right? With the do-do-do-do-do or small talk and things like that. And here's the thing about silence that I've learned doing what I do. Patients and people in general will often tell you something incredibly profound if you just give them the space to do so. We often get asked to see patients to talk about their disease, to talk about their goals for treatment and for medical care. And sometimes the teams calling us are like, hey, you know, this patient doesn't doesn't get it. They don't seem to know how sick they are or they're in denial. Can you come and help kind of help them understand in a sense? And sometimes the patients really don't get it. But more often than not, we end up exploring a little bit and we give them some space and silence. And they'll say things like, you know, I just miss the person that I used to be. Or they'll say, I'm just not ready to die. Wow. If you could see me, I'm making the the mind blown gesture with my hands. You know, it's like if you were to call 911 and be like, hello. Yes, I've just witnessed an explosive device being detonated because my patient just dropped a bomb. (laughs) Sorry, I've been spending a lot of time at work, obviously, and my husband also and my coworker also are really into dad jokes. So you also get to benefit from that. So not only can we use silence in palliative care, but the same goes for our own lives. Can we use silence and quality time with our own thoughts so we too can come up with a profound insight on our own situation? Can you have a meal by yourself? And if you do, can you do it without reading a book or scrolling on your phone? Can you go for a run without beast mode playlist blaring in your ear? Can you take a walk without tuning everyone and everything out? Can you sit with your thoughts? Can you exist in discomfort without having to escape? And if you think about it, our world and society is built around interaction. We have technology nowadays that makes us so connected at a moment's notice. And things like extroversion being able to communicate with other people and wanting to communicate and wanting to be around other people is the standard. I saw a tweet once where someone 
said something along the lines of, you know, for once, I would really just like to see an article telling extroverts how to just shut up and listen or something along those lines. And as an introvert, I I chuckled because the vast majority of those types of articles or essays are geared towards making introverts more comfortable in an extroverted society. Whether you're at work or a party or a gathering, how to be more likable when you are uncomfortable talking to strangers, how to make it seem that you're not actually unhappy, you're just thinking, you know, something along those lines. And that's one of the reasons why things like writing, journaling can be so restorative. It's also, I think, why people really enjoy hiking. It's that connection to nature and also just being aware and connecting with the environment around you without the distraction of your day-to-day life, without the distraction of your phone. You know, usually you're not hiking on a beautiful trail and scrolling through social media to see follow up on the Real Housewives drama or something like that. You know, you're on this trail, you're walking on the beach or in the mountains or somewhere like that. You're looking and taking in everything around you, the sights, the sounds, the smells, maybe the leaves crunching under your feet if it's fall, like in your area and your part of the world where it is here the breeze running over your body, your skin, the sunlight dancing on your face and across your eyes. like, And that's the thing. We don't necessarily need to escape to the mountains or the desert to be able to have the awareness and the connection with our environment. We can do that in our day-to-day lives. I mean, just today I was walking down the street and it was a beautiful, beautiful day, just crisp and clear. And the sun was so bright and warm. I love fall, if you haven't already noticed, but I was waiting for the light to change. And I just stood there on the sidewalk for honestly, maybe about three seconds. I took a couple deep breaths and I just Bast in the sunlight, just right in there in the middle of everything, cars driving by, ambulances, people walking past, dogs peeing on the sidewalk. It didn't matter. I had those three little seconds for myself. I made it, I chose to have those three seconds. I made it intentional and I felt awesome. It was Honestly, three seconds, the light changed and, you know, I was on my way. And if you go to, let's say, places like yoga retreats or sometimes even in uh, addiction treatment centers, they will build in silent time for people. They will build in time for you to be with your thoughts. and. Let's be honest, a lot of us don't feel comfortable and don't like being alone. We don't want to be with our own thoughts because maybe we don't like the person that we are. And 
or maybe we like the person that we are, but there are some parts of ourselves that we really are scared of and we really are uncomfortable with and we really don't like because it's easier to just push it away and dive into something else and escape than it is to tackle it, than it is to sit there with it, be silent with it, to address it even. You know, there you may know people in your life or maybe you've seen celebrities, I call it swinging from the vines in a sense where they are so afraid of being alone that they have to have their next relationship ready before they're willing to let go of an old one. And we can talk about that at some other point, but you see that so often where people just cannot be alone or they can't be quiet. They have to fill the empty space with something rather than allowing it to be empty space. And you know, I I get it. I was there for many, many, many years and something I'm still working on, but we, it can be cultivated, that comfort, the ability to be okay with the silence, to sit in the quiet. And so that's my invitation to you going forward for the next days, weeks, is to just intentionally choose a moment or a couple minutes at some point during your day to just be quiet. If you want to call it meditation, you can be totally zen and set a timer and just meditate. You don't have to. You can just be walking down the street and want to enjoy the sunlight on your face for three seconds. And that can be your quiet moment of the day. I guarantee you even that little bit of deep breathing and just awareness of the world around you is going to make a difference in how you feel. Or go for a walk, take the dog out, go by yourself, but you know, don't listen to music and just walk. Put on a warm sweater or a little fleece, get your little beanie out, a warm hat, and just try and be with yourself and see what comes up for you. If you have any realizations, any breakthroughs, big or small, or just let me know how you felt doing it, whether you liked it or not. I'm at Purpose Filter, and I'd love to hear from you. So there you have it, the power of silence. Your action item this week, can you allow empty space to just be empty rather than trying to fill it up because maybe you're uncomfortable with the prospect of being alone either with your thoughts or with yourself. And as I said earlier before, I'm going to lead by example and try to build in some quiet time for me as well, specifically regarding the podcast. Don't worry, you'll still get episodes every week, but new content will come back on Wednesday, September 14th. In the meantime, you're going to hear some of the best and most popular episodes in the past year, and we're just going to make some tweaks and make them even better than the first time around. I'm going to be ready to come back fresh, rejuvenated, and ready to crush it on September 14th. I hope you had some amazing insights from this episode, and I will see you on the next one. As always, take care of yourselves and take care of each other.